He's one of the hardest working musicians and all round nicest humans I've had the pleasure of meeting. Leroy Clampett's tireless work ethic has led him to some great accomplishments, such as winning the Rock Quest and releasing an EP produced alongside Jaden Parks and Joel Little with his band Bangladesh. Joining Red Bull Sound Select and releasing an EP under his solo project Taste NASA and touring North America as bassist for band Strange Babes. Most recently, Leroy has signed a record deal with LA-based label Vitalik Noise for his second Taste NASA EP, due out in April 2015. He's also penned a publishing deal for his writing and producing talents. Over the next hour, Leroy tells me about his first year in America and the music from home that's guided him along the way. It's all coming up on A Kiwi Abroad. Hello, Leroy Clampett. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Kanonista, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Now, where are we? We're in my little crib, um, Echo Park, Los Angeles. We're at um, Aaron Street. This is where I've been living for the majority of t- the time I've been in the USA. And how long have you been here for? Um, well, I've been here for about 10 or 11 months. Yeah. Yeah, 10, 10 and a half months, I think. And we've, we've we came at a similar time, so we've been through the, the we've been through the road together, yeah. you know, and it's been nice. Um, and you've you've managed to develop so far in doing the music stuff that you've been working on. If you could, you know, I suppose summarize the last eleven months or the last um, wee while that you've been here, how would you do that? Good question. Um... It's going to be interesting to hear my answer. I'd like to hear my answer in about 10 years when I look back on it with a bit of perspective, but it kind of just seems like a bit of a bit of, bit of a dream state coming over here and the opportunity that um, led me to come over here was pretty incredible for a, for a little boy like me. And, um, and then f- I guess I just realized... Um, due to the fact that I had kind of a deadline of, of being over here due to due to my visa, it's been a lot of lot of having my head down and just working. So it's like you don't actually get too much time to think. Mm. But it's overall, um, to kind of answer your question, it's been yeah, it's been really amazing. It's um yeah, obviously something I've thought about doing for a very long time and then to actually have it happen you kind of yeah, just fall fall into it really smoothly and been tons of ups and downs and it's very, very hard, but um, yeah, it's been a very dynamic year. What was the initial reason that you came over to America, or to, to more specifically to Los Angeles? So, I mean, the, uh, it was sparked when I was in year nine at high school at Hamilton Boys High. I was a skateboarder and um, I really wanted to live in California because it looked really nice to skateboard around in. Uh, I also like building, so I wanted. I thought I'd become a builder and then eventually work my way to um, California because I could d- kind of do that wherever I wanted. Yeah. And um, so I've had that in my brain since year nine. I've been like, cool, I'm going to move to California. And um, after I finished university in 2013, I had a chance to be granted a J-1 visa as a graduate. And um, a friend of mine suggested to another friend of mine that um, I, I come over and play in his band. And um, so when this this said band got us to tour the United States, um, Sam McCarthy, the leader, 
um, decided to invite me along, and that was kind of like, okay, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. And how and how how was that initial experience? You know, landing. You had something to do um, straight away. It must have been. It must have been awesome for you. You know, a little young boy coming <laughs> coming over to America. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like I don't think it could have been any better. Coming coming over and then getting basically getting thrown into rehearsals, meeting like really cool people and having a nice landing pad with you and everyone, all the other Kiwis here. And yeah, basically three weeks after I got here, we toured around the whole United States. So like, yeah, yeah. I kind of got like an expenses paid like tourist trip and all I had to do was play the bass for like half an hour each night, which is like (laughs) not a bad thing thing yeah um and then i suppose we'll get into this as we go on but you know and then after that's after that tied up is when your life i suppose actually life here in in america actually sort of started to find its own feet and make its way but right now should we play the strange rap song holiday to kick it off how is this song what is it where, where does it sit for you now that you've played it live you're a fan of the band tell me about it this is this song is very um, it's a very much a part of my universe. Um, remember, I remember first hearing it when Jaden, one of the co-writers, showed me when when he was working on some of my music. And then, at the end of two thousand and twelve, Kiwi FM did this Kiwi FM's top played one hundred tracks, and number number eighty three was Holiday. And I was listening in my car, driving down Karanga Happy Road. Oh, is it that? What it's called? K Road. Yep. Um, I get it confused. But um, I was driving down the road, listening to Holiday. And I was like, "Mean number number eighty three. This this song. Good work to the boys." And then, <laughs> then um, eighty two comes on, and it's Night Guy by Taste Nasser, which is my song. And I was like, "Whoa, this is pretty pretty weird. Like, what's what what's happening here?" And then. Yeah, I mean, it's always been a favorite. It's it's such a such a groovy number, and the the lyrics kind of speak to anyone who's in a kind of who who kind of does what um, we do as producers and musicians, you know. Um, you yeah, kind of want that holiday, but at the same time, it's like you just want to work all the time, and it's hard to get out of that routine. <laughs>
have to um, thank Sam McCarthy, Strange Babes, and yourself for uh, also lending the song to a Kiwi Abroad as the as the theme song. You know, mm. it's been it's been it's been played a lot on the wonderful Kiwi FM. So one thousand praises and thank yous to uh, Strange Babes, Sam McCarthy, and company. Yeah. Uh, Leroy, tell me after this tour happened. Well, actually, tell me a little bit. What was your memories? Growing up, or your your thoughts on America, you, you wanted to be a builder and a skateboarder in, in California. Where did that stem from? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I guess a big part of it in growing up, growing up is what you kind of see visually through through TV and through books and stuff like that. And um, yeah, so it was a really visual thing for me. Like the landscape looked really awesome, especially not necessarily Los Angeles, but California as a whole. Like very very warm and um very nice like uh wild um no, I'm not thinking of wildlife I'm thinking of like terrain or forests and stuff like very cool yeah. um um and I guess I kind of kind of thought about yeah the people were quite interesting like whenever I'd meet someone with an American accent which happened like two or three times in my life living in New Zealand it was like a very exciting thing they had this this kind of like um this kind of aura to me because I was so intrigued with the culture and basketball and things like that. I always wanted to play basketball and, you know, all the kind of classic American things. Yeah. yeah. Do you have an, a favourite American film growing up? Um, I guess I would just say Back to the Future. I mean, that was that was a big favourite and a big part of moving here. But um, um, if I can digress a little bit, one of the main reasons I wanted to come here was because of the TV show How I Met Your Mother, and I, that was kind of like right. I seen that I'm um, moving to New York. Yeah. That's uh, that's me. I'm I'm you know I'm there. But um, then I didn't move to New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad that that. Um well, I'm not really. I'm, you know, the future is still in front of you. Yeah, yeah, no, I can, I can, I can, yeah, fulfill that dream at some stage later down the line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and coming here and now being here and living here, what was the, you know, your idea of the country and the people and the place and the environment? How does it stack up against the reality of it? Stacks up pretty good. I mean. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a really funny person in that I don't, um, yeah, I kind of don't, don't think about that sort of stuff too much. So when I came here, I kind of took it in. I was like, oh, it's all right. It kind of seems like the North Shore a little bit out here. It's kind of sunny and, you know, the layout's like that. But, um, but I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of funny things that you, you wouldn't hear, like, certain people have certain attitudes that you don't really get in New Zealand, which is quite interesting, and then, like, um, travelling around traveling around the country and meeting how dynamic the the people are around the whole country is really interesting. Um, it was cool to hear that. I mean, I'm talking a lot about the people because I guess that's the main, main part of life is people, but, yeah. um, but and, and I don't know, all the landscapes and stuff they kind of really they they're just exactly what you see in the tv or whatever and books and stuff and it's so cool to you know just witness it as it is and it's yeah it was like it was like being in a in this like big massive candy store but it was just trees instead of candy and or like ta telephone poles like so interesting telephone poles out in like the desert you're like whoa yeah so like these guys transmitting to aliens or something yeah, yeah. um 
tell me a little bit about your day-to-day routine. What are you What are you doing? So you came here and you, you you went on tour and you've been working as a musician doing your thing. How What do you do on a daily basis now? I suppose. Well, tell me about when you after you came off the tour. Tell me about your routine then. Cool, cool. Yeah. So it kind of changes. I mean, I guess I can split it up into three things. There was a small section where I was like rehearsing and then going on tour, and then um, when I got back, I had gained a lot of perspective. I just released an EP as Taste Nasser and I gained a lot of perspective over the tour and I decided that I wanted to spend the rest of the year, which was like six months or so, um, working on my own music. So basically I got up, I helped out with a couple of other people's music and stuff like that, but most of the time I'd just get up in the morning, you know, do some stretches, have some breakfast and then you know get into get into work i work from my my home mostly in my bedroom um yeah and just wrote tons and tons of music and every every second or third day i'd go around to sam's house and we'd work on music and just yeah just the day-to-day grind was yeah more or less getting up and making taste nasa songs and yeah it's really cool was it nice to be in somewhere else right yeah totally totally especially because it was kind of summer for most of it so i never kind of experienced that kind of heat for this kind of amount of times and you hear the music and you hear the heat in heaps of different ways like the the lyrics are always the lyrics are always like um quenching quenching for thirst because i was so thirsty all the time and and then um like you can hear the computer struggling because it's so hot and the computer can't handle it the fans the fans can't handle it and you just all those sort of things like where if I was in New Zealand I'd probably have like a glass of coke coke, <laughs> coke or something and I'd be and the computer would be chilling so you know yeah um how does Conor Moccasin tie in for you because I do see similarities in you know and the early Conor Moccasin stuff and uh, with with your lifestyles and and getting away from New Zealand early on. Cool, yeah. Um, so he was always one. It was really interesting. Like when I first heard the song that I'm going to play, the the Rollerboy song, um, it ended up on my iPod from a friend, and I like couldn't believe it. And it was like my favorite song, and I learned all the parts and stuff, but I knew nothing about it because at that stage I didn't think I used internet or anything. And then, um, then I took it to school, and we were doing like a show and tell of songs, and I showed it, and the teacher was like, "Oh yeah, he's from like Christchurch or Wellington or something," and I was like, "No, like this dude is like he's from America or somewhere like ma- massive, like there's no way he's from New Zealand." And then later on, I realized, and I was like, "Whoa, like you know, it's kind of you, you coming from New Zealand, you can kind of like." You, you you get a lot of imported music and a lot of imported television shows. You don't sometimes you can forget that you know there's a lot of talent back home, especially as a younger person. Um, so yeah, that was like an interesting thing for me. It was kind of like the, one of the first times when I was like, shit, New Zealand like is a mean at music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It, uh, oh, sorry. No, you go. And have you managed to um, see him play here at all? Uh, I had like the best time of my life watching him perform and at the Echoplex uh, first couple of months or first couple of weeks maybe even he came and performed and um, it, it was an iconic night and it was very much enjoyed by you, me and Sam and Emily and no one else in the room really got it because at the, on the encore how um, 
yeah, they started playing um, Gotta Get Through This by um, Daniel Bedingfield, who had been a host and I had opened for him. So I kind of knew him back in New Zealand. And then, um, so I started playing the song and we're like, oh, I remember the song. Why, why are they playing this? And then Daniel Bedingfield gets on stage and starts singing it. And um, yeah, we lost our shit. Obviously, I don't think the song was as big in, U- in, in the US. So everyone was like, oh, who's this guy? It's kind of funny, but I didn't really get it. And um, we were on the ground pissing ourselves. Like, it was the best experience ever. And they ended up on the ground as well, kissing each other. And <laughs> <laughs> I can't even believe it happened. And I, I couldn't speak for a, for a good few hours afterwards. Yeah. yeah but that was, a, that was such a positive experience. He he is such a beautiful person and what a what a wonderful show it was mow your bloody lawns. Blu-ray, tell me a little bit about um, growing up for you in New Zealand, because you grew up in Te Aumutu, am I correct in thinking that? Or No, Prongia, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit about growing up in Prongia. Yeah, it's kind of like saying that I grew up in Te Aumutu is almost like saying I grew up in Australia. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Te is great, and it's um, home of a gr- a co- really cool people, and, um, but Prongia is uh, it's a, it's a little guy, and he's, he's, he's under the shadows, so... Um, yeah, I like I like that, and um, it kind of adds a lot to my character and everyone else who's from there. We kind of hid under the shadows and um, hone in on certain things that 
people who are a bit more exposed don't don't hone in on. I mean, I'm talking out my ass. <laughs> But I mean, I mean, uh, well, well, the band, uh, the Good Fun, they really put Prongier on the map, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, before that, what was Prongier known for? A, a lovely hill, some fine. It's a, it's a, it's a farming community, yeah, isn't it? That's the thing. We've got a mountain, but it's not actually big enough to be a mountain. It's, a it's like, hill. yeah, it's like fifty meters or so too small. So, <laughs> it's quite embarrassing, but um, it's I like it. It's a good hill. Um, so you know, when someone goes, oh yeah, Prongier, what do you do down there? What do you say? Yeah, I guess. You kind of you kind of do this, and you're like, "Well, I don't I can't think of anything." <laughs> yeah. oh, it's a it's a, ni- it's a nice town. I, I I remember coming down for a, someone's birthday Jimmy's bash, birthday, Jimmy's Jimmy right. Jimmy Mattia's birthday bash, and I enjoyed some great Parongia hospitality. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. We kind of there there isn't a lot to do, so you kind of make your own make your own things to do. And um, as a as growing growing up being a musician with a couple of musician friends around me, like all we had to do was play play music and we had we had a good space to do it and um yeah we we spent a lot of time doing that as like as like our i guess spare time and hobbies after school and things like that so that was quite nice we we played a lot of music and yeah there's a lot of other like-minded people around there as well yeah uh, and i suppose it was something that you always wanted to do from there uh yeah i mean like i say went went through phases i wanted to I started playing music when I was in high school and then, um, oh no, sorry, when I was in primary school and then um, when I got to high school I wanted to be a builder and um, I kind of fluctuated between between musician and builder but for for some reason, like, I, I still to this day, it's not like I say I want to be a musician or I want to be a producer or I want to be an artist. I just do it because, like, that's what just comes naturally, so... It's not like it's not like I've I'm like ah, I got this dream and I want to be this producer. It's like I'm 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 in this situation and I'm just following through because I really love doing it yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Was music quite a big thing in your household in your earlier years? It was it was medium big. It wasn't like it wasn't like a massive thing. But my my parents were very appreciative uh, appreciative of music and we had nice speakers and things like that and um uh. CDs were kind of like a good birthday present and Christmas present and stuff like that. And my mum and dad were quite passionate about certain artists. And yeah, it, it was kind of cool to see that sort of stuff. And yeah. who were they passionate about? My mum really liked Sting and the Police, um, so that was cool. My dad, we we would listen to a lot of Bob Dylan and like Neil Young. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, th- those two have kind of sta- those kind of three were staples. But um, between them, I'm, I don't know how we ended up with it, but we got um, Moby play, and I couldn't believe that record. Yeah, <laughs> but Moby, yeah. And then a lot of New Zealand stuff. Like um, one of my uncles, kind of uncle guy, was in um, Hello Sailor. So they were big fans, being being in the know or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cool. <laughs> and uh, does does Tim Finn fit in there as well? Tim Finn, um, obviously growing up, you, you get, I, I, yeah, I guess because he's kind of like injected into you, at kind of like a, what do you call it, um, like, you know, when you, you're at school and there's like bugs going around and you get yeah. the virus, the... Um, the cold shot. 
the old culture. The flu, the flu injection. Yeah, the flu injection. That's why he's kind of like you. You kind of get a bit. You kind of get a bit of it, and it keeps you going. Keeps you like healthy and stuff. You get a bit of it all through all through your life. Yeah. And then at some point in your life, you actually like hear a Tim Finn song or like a Crowded House song, or a Split In songs, and you're like, whoa, whoa, like this is what I've been listening to like my whole life, and it's really good. It's this, like, um. It's this real nostalgic thing because you've been brought up with it, and you don't necessarily have to think about it. You just feel it all the time, and then, um, and then finally, when you re- realize what you're listening to, it's like this beautiful nostalgia, and that's what uh, I kind of get listening to Tim Finn. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's exactly what you get uh, from maybe a song like "Fraction Too Much Friction." Yeah, totally, totally. And this was like this was like a late one. Obviously, I'd heard it countless times before but i remember being in high school and then me and my friends digging up some old tim finn stuff like when he was in the coca-cola kid and kind of from that era and then hearing the song and i couldn't couldn't believe the feeling it gave me the nostalgia and that was kind of one of my first experiences of being conscious of of nostalgia and um it's a very addictive feeling for me at the moment as well so i i can thank him for that and it's such a great song yeah he's such a cheeky dude
America. Oh, is that just past Telpo? Possum there. Uh, Leroy Clampett, the wonderful, kind-hearted human that you are, tell me about the influence of other Kiwis who are doing their thing here in America, you know? Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the uh, Opossum, I guess Cody and his brother Ruben doing doing their solo projects and doing the Minchicks and stuff, um, they've been really influential to me and I guess a lot of other musicians. And I think the main main reason why and it's like it's it's obvious in a lot of in a lot of kiwi musicians but especially these guys was like um they were kind of doing they they kind of weren't doing anything that they weren't into they were kind of just doing whatever they felt like doing and they were doing a really passionate job about it and like didn't really give a shit about um what what anyone told them to do or whatever which was really cool to see because it's a listening to music and stuff and listening to pop music you really just like it because it's so nice and you know it it does what it does to you but to kind of like obviously see that these guys were like doing it for no other reason than that they like had to because they're they're like human that that, that was just the nature of them they're just like yeah drawn to and it's just such a natural thing it was really cool to see that um that was like a possibility and it kind of helped develop my own way of um, falling into those kind of situations without having to worry about whatever anyone else thought while while creating music or and just anything else. Um, 
but yeah, people like that, and then coming over here, most most of the people I met when I came over here were New Zealanders that had come over here and were doing really well, and it was like, you know, it's it's interesting to interesting to see for sure, and um, you know, it would be a different story coming over here as like one of the first of those guys trying to make it, like. It would be a lot more scary, I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah. that that's a, that've been a big part of you know keeping keeping you staying over here through the dark times and things like that. Mm. Well, I suppose what have been you've had you've you've had the successes most recently as well um, that we'll talk about, and I suppose highlights include touring and and being able to create music. Tell me a little bit about the things that have been the most difficult for you that you've found living here. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess difficult things as a musician and, um, the, yeah, as a human. Yeah. I mean, the kind of work that, that, that I want to do is very much, um, very much a full time life thing. And then, um, working out kind of financial things around that, that that's always kind of a tricky, you know, you don't want to talk about those kind of things, but hardest thing I've done so far is borrow money. Like that's honestly been the, like toughest thing I hate doing that and like it's very scary knowing how um dependent you are on on pieces of paper it's just like so buzzy but um that's that kind of threw me threw me off a lot um I mean apart from that there's there's been some interesting experiences that you can't really talk about to to anyone or 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 on radio especially but um yeah, some kind of some kind of dark moments that that lead you to the bright ones, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess the money thing is the only thing that that is like the main issue. It's been pretty good apart from that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, it's been pretty smooth. I've been very lucky. Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose it's all about seeing that light at the end of the tunnel and going, okay, well, I'm a bit of a shit spot at the moment, yeah. but you know, in a couple months, I think it's going to be all right. In a couple of months, I'll probably be even shitter, but <laughs> <laughs> but we'll deal with that when we get there. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like that. It's 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 a it's a tough thing, and you you kind of there's nothing you really can do but just put your head down and keep keep going for it and making sure you're not being a, a doodle about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and then one day you can only hope to reach Joel Little in the hills. You know, yeah. with that, you know, live in the in the Hollywood Hills with Joel Little and his Grammys. Yeah, I mean, you go up there and you 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 hang out with him, and it's like. Yeah, it's it's like it's interesting to see that that world can actually happen. Like, and even seeing other people from international places like and doing similar things or even bigger. It's like, you know, it's if if for some reason that happened, that would be pretty funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> not that you, not that it's like a dream of mine or whatever, but it would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> I can. Yeah, of course it would be nice. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, we could be doing this interview in a pool. <laughs> He did pull. He yeah, did pull. Yeah. Um, well, then let's talk about you know the successes because now you've 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 worked on the Taste NASA music, yeah. and you've finished a collection of of new songs. Tell me about those. Um, yeah, they're really really cool songs. I was really really lucky to work with some really cool people. Mainly Sam McCarthy, who was um, like my dad. He's of Kids of '88 fame, but he's over here doing Strange Babes and Space Above and producing music. So. He was kind of a very big role model, and um, it was really nice that we were able to dedicate a lot of time to work together on on the music and 
we learned a lot about it while creating it, but at the same time, we ended up with something really, really special, which was, which was, which is cool. And um, I managed to get a record deal with the Taste NASA Music as well, which is something that I was, if I had it, if I had have written down goals, that would have been one of them. Because um, it's nice, yeah, nice to know that someone's kind of backing you when it comes to releasing it. Because I don't really like self-promoting myself or anything like that, and. I kind of want the music to be heard, so yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that's that's been a cool achievement. I'm looking forward to that. It's coming out at the, it's coming out next month, t- kind of towards the end of next month. And I've had heaps of New Zealand people involved. Um, you yourself been helping out with sort of management things, and um, Oliver Johnson's been doing artwork, and Gareth has been taking photos, and Madeline's been singing, and like it's yeah, very much a New Zealand project based over here. Yeah, like a family affair. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's brought a lot of people together, which is cool. <laughs> Should we play a Taste NASA song? Oh, yeah, cool. Um, it's been number one on on Kiwi FM. It's gone. It's you know, it's it's doing well in New Zealand, and it's it's a brilliant song. I'd like to be a girl. Tell tell me about where this song comes from, man. Man, it's so. I actually wrote it right next door in this room. Um, one night, I don't even know why, but I got home and I just picked up the guitar and started playing those chords. And those, like the first lyrics that I said were the lyrics that are in the song. And I just kind of wrote it about as fast as the song is, like three minutes and thirty seconds. And um, yeah, you can just hear the heat and heat in it. I'm just kind of like I actually say I just you know you're like cool breeze because because it was so hot and you know the person that it's about is like kind of just cools you off um metaphorically and um yeah i I recorded a demo in my bedroom like in the middle of the night and then in the morning i went around to sam's and we um yeah we made the made the, the production and there there it lies as a as a pop song and thank you so much kiwi fm you've been bloody too cute you're a Oh, yeah. 
meet you all the time You say I'll let you be my lover I'll meet you all the time If you say I'd like to be your girl uh -huh. Oh yeah I'd like to be your girl Say hello to the Queen. Now, a big part of being here and something that's going to actually main, uh, enable you to continue to be here is your job as a writer. Um, tell me about, you know, write, what you, do, you know, tell, tell me about producing the music and writing the songs that you're now starting to get into because this is, this is really the growth of, this is the, progression of being here in America now setting you off in the tra trajectory to c continue doing what you do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, when you come over here, you have to have a good reason or else they won't let you in the country and kind of kind of had hoped that I'd get a good reason. Finally, finally did at the start of this year where I um, got offered a publishing deal as a s producer songwriter. And um, I signed that, I signed that like couple of days ago so um so basically I kind of um while I'm on a break from writing my own music after finishing the EP it's kind of like um yeah get up in the morning and show up at the studio try and like make the craziest sounding beat I can and then I guess like an artist comes and some writers come and they tell me their crazy ideas and then we kind of like try and mesh everything together and make like a cool song. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's, yeah, it's a crazy, it's a crazy world and it's been very interesting to do it here because, um, I mean, I've been working with a lot of international people more, more than Americans, like Norwegians and um, people from England. So it's been interesting, but, um, yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy world to like come into and you kind of like these people expect so much from you and, and it's really fun because you have to like deliver and if you don't, you're like, you're like ruining their life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really fun world and I'm really lucky to have fallen into it, um, I guess, and um, being given the opportunities and being trusted with um, helping out certain artists and things like that and developing songs and I think it's I think it's really cool and it's a really nice um, thing to separate myself from my own head and doing the taste NASA music. Yeah, and I mean you have been doing that sort of stuff for for a while. You know, working with other musicians um, a lot in New Zealand, and I know that you did did do you worked on the initial Broods stuff with, yeah. with those little buggers. Yeah. Tell me about that sort of stuff. Well, that was when Broods was called the Cheeky Little Monkeys, <laughs> and. Um, they were they were a two piece yeah like like they are and um somehow somehow Caleb Caleb weaseled himself into my band um when I was playing this electronic I had one gig playing this YSL music and then um and then somehow his like manager um like was got the idea that I should write with them and I was like whoa okay like um, I've never done this before. Well, I have done this once before, but I'm not like super talented. Um, 
but I'm just going to do it. <laughs> yeah. And so we like, yeah, book three days and um, the song Bridges, I like produced the first version of it. Um, and uh, needless to say, Joel Little's one got released, but it was, it was, <laughs> it was interesting. It was, it was fun being trusted with those kind of jobs and like, um, like hanging out with Caleb in Georgia for three or four days and like getting inside their head and working out what they want. And then like, getting excited about making music is such a fun thing with, with people that are so passionate about it. And that was such a good taste at an early age, trying to like work out um, how I was to, to approach production and um, songwriting. And then, um, yeah, we, we did a lot. We, we, did a, we did another week and spent like a whole week and we went hard. We went way too hard. I don't think we slept that much. We didn't eat that much, that's for sure. We ate grapes all day. And then like I wouldn't let them go home. And that George would be like, man, I just want to sleep. She really loves sleeping. And um, I was like, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Would it be nice to work with him again now? It would be interesting. Um, obviously, we're, we're in different mindsets at the moment and kind of, kind of on separate paths. But facilitated, right? I'd really love, to, really love to work with him. And I think it could be a really cool combination, especially with what they've learned and what I've learned in the past. Two, two years probably since I worked with them last. Yeah, yeah, it would be very interesting. And obviously, George's voice is such a such a phenomenal um, part of life and a lot of people's <laughs> lives these days. And yeah. we're very blessed to be humans and be 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 with her voice. So, um, yeah, that'd be a, a privilege. Mm. Yeah. So you like the song then? Yeah, bridges bridges is great. I remember the first time I heard it. Georgia showed me she'd recorded it on on her um, computer, and it sounded so good. And then um, yeah, Kelly was like, "We want you to produce it," and I was like, "Okay, yep, oh, I can do that." <laughs> and then uh, yeah, I pretended I could, and yeah, we ended up with a song. <laughs> <laughs> but this this is Joel Little's version. It's, it's a very nice version. Good good work, Joel. Yeah. 
Little boy Leroy Clampett, you've been here for almost um, a year now and you are, you're coming back to New Zealand for a small stint before you come back to set up for, I suppose, a long haul. Do you have, do you have any idea in your head how long you want to be here for or, or goals you want to hit before you, can, before you want to, I suppose, either move to New Zealand or you want to stay here or... Yeah, I mean, um, I'm going for the three-year visa, so that's kind of like a cool thing to base your life around, like three three years. I did three years of uni or whatever, so when I come back, hopefully before August, I'll be, yeah, just setting up for three years in the studio and um, writing writing music for various people and myself. So, I mean, I think, like, I've joked about having goals, but at the end of the day like goals have always been a funny thing for me and I've never really had them. And when I make them, they're always stupid. So, um, I just want to see what happens. Like my um, mind kind of does its own thing. So I just kind of follow along. Um, but I mean, it'd be nice to set up some foundations and some really cool working relationships with some really cool artists that, um, I'm passionate about. And I mean, it's already started, like it's been really nice working with certain artists that you really gel with and you kind of, it's like a really, yeah, form, forming relationships with people is kind of essentially what is, is a good life goal and that's what I want to achieve while I'm here. Mm. Yeah, and making really really funny, really sick beats. Yeah. <laughs> really funny records. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Someone who's come out, I suppose, recently with new music is um, a boy named Matthew. Yeah. I don't know if it's public knowledge or whatnot, but I think people can put it together. Yeah, pick pick the pieces up, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Matthew Young. Is his artist name, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But he played in a band um, previous to that, Artisan Guns. And for me as a music fan, I see, you know, like this this next tier of musicians coming out, and Matthew Young and yourself are included in that um, amongst, you know, some other really great songwriters and musicians. Tell me about the relationship that New Zealand musicians have and and looking out to not just getting the music out in New Zealand, mm-hmm. but actually getting it out to everyone. Yeah. That's a really good question. And, and Matthew, Matthew is a good example because um, him and I, through situations, have had a really cool relationship and he was a huge part of forming my kind of, I guess forming a lot of my identity as a human and I guess which comes as a songwriter and when when we were playing in a band his band was like that we, they were like all oh, we listened to artisan guns we, we we really loved their music and eventually we we started hanging out with them and they made a music video for our band and um we I did like one of my first songwriting sessions with with Matthew like he just invited me around to work on a song I'd written and um, that was huge, and he spoke. He gave me a lot of advice, and um, I think that's like yeah, a huge part of the Kiwi thing. Like no one's really afraid to give away a lot for 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 very little, even if it's like just advice and like good times and kind of experiences. I mean, those are the most value valuable things essentially. And um, and in terms of getting music getting music abroad, I think that's always a natural thing because. Um, New Zealand is is such a nice small um, country that um, music kind of goes around only so far 
and then it, it's not until it kind of reaches out through through different um, territories that it actually make can, kind of makes it makes bigger movements and kind of you kind of see a bigger picture. So, and pe- the the thing the thing these days with the internet is that people are making very international international sounding music in 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 New Zealand, and it's kind of like getting put up against all these big international acts or whatever and you know it's doing really well so it's it's cool to see how that's developing with the internet and stuff like that and um yeah it's cool to watch the people that are a part of it and try try and be a part of it myself as well and rain in summer by Alison guns where does that fit in for you um this is the first song i heard off their debut album um when did i i heard it I heard it live. We we opened for them while we were playing on the same bill. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe like little chromatic notes in the chorus, and um, it was really refreshing because we were we were really scared because we were massive fans of the first two EPs, and then we were like, oh man, like what if the music, the new music's bad or it's changed? And like they were telling us how much they've changed and stuff, and we were like really really like interested to hear it. And then like the song came out and they released it. We were hearing it live, like at the show we just played at and it was just like we got this great feeling of like relief we're like oh this is going to be like some very fun music to listen to and and it has been it's been so that um choral album is so beautiful Mm. uh leroy clambert thank you so much for speaking uh with me man and the best of luck with the release of the ep and future releases and also with um living your life here in america and and just doing it you know Ah, God bless, God bless you, Connor. It's been lovely, loving having you, having you at home, and you know, it's been good, 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 uh, good experience, and glad to have it with you. We waited on the corner, underneath the overhead. You went against my shoulder, awkward as I was. I held you in my hand. I never really had you, but held you in my heart, heavy like a stone. Since the day that I laid eyes I'm just that type of guy I think it's cause you're pretty
that was the final episode of A Kiwi Abroad. Massive thank yous to New Zealand On Air, Tim Homer, Dan Clist and the Kiwi FM family. Many praises to the talents of Leroy Clampett and Oliver Johnson, and to Charlotte Ryan for helping come up with the concept. Finally, thanks to everyone we talked to over the series. It's been a great time in the land of the free. On behalf of the Kiwi Abroad team, I'd like to thank you for your listening ears. To hear any of the episodes from the series again, head along to akiwiabroad.co.nz. Squirt ya!